I like that experimental format, you know. <laughs> I would have had to be record one. <laughs> <laughs> Barry and Joe. Okay, it's a Sunday evening, and it's time for the Chair Shot Podcast. As always, your weekly Chair Shot Podcast. We're back with another packed week, insane week of news and reviews and goths and living our lives and all of that. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Mr. Barry Murphy. How are you doing, folks? Joined, as always, by my ever-dependable co-host, first of all, Mr. Joe Towner. Hi, Barry. And also, the man pressing the buttons, making sure all the little uh, things go up to where they're supposed to go, and the little things go down where they're supposed to go, and all the f- switches are flipped, and all that. It's Mr. Paul Griffin. Hello, Bart. We're back with another show here. We've got a million and one things to talk about. This is going to be the year, folks, for Chair Shop Podcast. is dead with content. It's so dead. Every single uh, goth um, has a, a, a computer-generated image. Um... We've got lots to cover. Uh, lads, how has your lives been? Because I don't know about you, but this was my first full week back at work. No days off, obviously, for New Year's or anything like that. Back to the old grind, so and I've been extremely sleepy uh, uh, this week. How has it been for you, lads? Um, it's been all right. Yeah. Not, not a lot to report. It's been all right. back to the grind. What about you, Paul? Then, uh... <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it's um my first week back as well. I was off for three weeks over Christmas. This is my first week back. <laughs> uh, I was actually sick one of the days as well. I was sick during the week. Uh-oh. Um, I'm sneezing. Hang on, I have another one on the way. Yeah, we've got a very we've got a very sneezy <laughs> podcast here. I've sneezed last um... week, and I'm sneezing again this week. I haven't sneezed all day. I just wait till we start podcasting, and then the sneezes come. I'm a little congested. Joe, it sounds like you're maybe fighting something a little bit as well. Yeah, I'm just getting over it, hopefully. Yeah, not good. <laughs> oh, me. oh, God, there he goes again. Sorry, can you go get me a tissue? Would you mind? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I was sick in the week uh, on Wednesday. And... Um, now I'm kind of recovering from it. Obviously, just still sneezing and still unwell. Thank you. But uh doesn't stop me from being here. <laughs> we have uh, on our mirror in our bedroom, we had uh, a little sticker set that said Merry Christmas, you know, with a little um, reindeer head and stuff like that. And Natu was saying, we have to take those down, because where is it now? The 14th of January. And I yeah. said, well, what we can do is we can change them into some kind of anagram or something to keep them up, just out of laziness, you know? That's she's, almost yeah. more work. Well, she's just she's just now noticed, after about six days of them having been changed, that it says, uh, Mrs. Tri Chimeras. Seriously, six days? Yeah, it's been there for about six days, yeah. I- I did I did it the day I, I said it to you that we should do it. That was like two days ago. Well, 
it was then that <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I'm all right. I have a work interview uh, next Wednesday coming up for a pr- little promotion. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I think I'll probably get it to be fair because I'm great. Um, oh, yeah! look at you! <laughs> I think it'll go all right. I think it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, a little bit tired. A little bit tired. Um, it is. It is tough going from lying in until three p.m. every day to you know back to work up at seven in the morning. It's tough. Well, with that attitude, I don't know if you're going to get that promotion because you're you're whinging about the work and you know, all that. I'm it's sick. Just... I'm taking a sick day after you're three sick. weeks. <laughs> sneezy, sneezy, sneezy. Oh, not cut out for it. It sounds like <laughs> maybe I'm not. <laughs> don't say that in the interview, obviously, though. No, 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 no. Interviews are all about lying and and uh, putting the best foot forward. Putting putting. A foot forward that may or may not be yours, but you're putting it forward regardless. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. Uh. So good luck with that. Let us know how it goes. I will. Um. Uh, yeah. So uh, Joe, was there anything else you wanted to talk about in life golf before we move on? No. Move on quickly. No. Yeah. I got. I got. I got now going on either. You know. Uh, yeah. Jan- like January. Isn't it? Sure. January rubbish, dark, and all that. Getting up and it's still dark outside. Um, we we haven't got stuff. a we haven't got a red letter media. Um, it's January. Fuck you, it's January video. Yeah, let's go out there. Come on, lads. Yeah, still got two weeks. Bit mm. disappointing. Yeah. Also, I don't know. Maybe it's I don't know. I feel like January's not so. The first two months of the year aren't so bad over here because we get slightly delayed Oscar movies coming out over here. Yeah. Uh, like it was like this time last year we got like La La Land and Moonlight and all these other stuff. Yeah, Phantom Thread's not out yet. Coco's not out yet. Okay. Uh, three, three Billboards is out now. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned last week that Lady Bird's not out until like the middle of February over here. There you go. Which is rubbish. So yeah. So you know, and that's actually my main thing that I'm kind of doing uh, this month. Um, I've got a busy year ahead of trips and stuff. Obviously, you got Germany, WXW, and all that stuff. Not doing anything for the next few weeks, and there's not a whole not a whole lot of new movies. You know, like I said, just just kind of catching up on old movies from last year. Likewise, games. There's there's like no games coming out this month. Monster Hunter and and Dragon Ball Z. Don't care about either of those because I'm not a weeb, so um, I have no interest in either of them. So catching up on all the all the, all the old stuff. You know, catching up on a bit of telly and all that. So that's good. And luckily, we have. Loads to talk about in in the respective segments um, uh, coming up here uh, on the show. We'll kick things off here. We're going to jump in to a little bit of Teleguff. Uh, and who would like to get going there on Teleguff? Who's been watching what and what did you make of it? Well, obviously, I love to, I love to annoy yourself and Joe. Um, so the only thing I've been watching this week is uh, the Grand Tour. Oh God! With. Uh, Jeremy Clarkson and uh, James May and Richard Hammond. And I think I've probably watched three or four episodes of it because I'm really far behind. Blimey! Oh, you, you shagged this car out, sure did. <laughs> I think it's. Yeah. I think it's definitely more of a. 
a racist show than a lad show, Barry. <laughs> I don't think the episodes are about. Look at the titties on this one. It's it's kind of all about you know, oh, aren't Mexicans lazy and all that. <laughs> um, but I like it. I don't know. Don't justify it to you guys. I like it anyway. <laughs> I think that I'm allowed to watch it because I'm so woke that I, oh. even on like as a, if this uh, man is not woke, people. What do you mean? No, this, no. Yeah, where was your wokeness when you were assaulting the children? Yeah, or blacking up for Halloween. Well, it, it, <laughs> or or using a very inappropriate word to describe uh, transsexual performers. They're not transsexuals. <laughs> transvestite. <laughs> I'm woke. I'm woke enough to well, know the difference. Don't don't assume their gender, please. You did. You call them transsexual. Well, they might be. <laughs> You're assuming. <laughs> anyway, now I do. I did use a very bad word. I apologize for that. Um. Nevertheless, the grand tour is good, and I like it. So mm. I'm I'm on episode eleven of season one. I'm on episode eleven of season one. They're on like episode six of season two now. So I have about eight or nine episodes to catch up on. And uh, they drive cars a lot, and they have little fun races and stuff. And every now and then they'll say something a little bit on PC. Oh, sorry if you sorry if you don't like it. Uh, oh, you're offended. This correct culture. Don't be offended. Jeremy cracks and just looks into the camera. You know, and he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry if that bothers you." Oh, oh God, it's political correctness gone PC mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Jeremy Clarkson oh. is starting to look a little bit like um, Droopy the dog because <laughs> he's he's got a very. Um, Saggy face these days. How old is he now? He must be getting Clarkson. He must be in the sixties. He's got to be pushing seventy-six. No, six fifty-seven. Fuck. Oh my god, he looks ten years older than he is. Jesus, the the this the 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 road within a studio has (laughs) old. The track. (laughs) The track has owned it. Um. Yeah, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, I believe season two is better because a lot of the, a lot of the segments of season one were kind of negatively reviewed, so they kind of rejigged it a bit for second season. No, no perfect segments. Huh? More, more racism. And <laughs> more boring white men driving cars around. All the stuff viewers love in their shows. But no, I like it, and I know Michael, our listener, likes it, and I know. Um, Shannon, our listener, likes it as well. I, I'm sorry again if I can't mispronounce his name. Shannon, S E N A N. I always thought it was Senin. I Senin. always thought it was Senin. Fuck. I always assume it's an Irish name. Maybe it isn't an Irish. Uh, name. It sounds Irish, yeah. Um, out to pronounce. <laughs> I, googling it, of course. I am. Oh, here it says it's a French name. Mm. I suppose, yeah. What's what was it? Uh, kind of like Senna, that guy. Uh, here it doesn't even say here it's just people asking about it Senon or Senin okay yeah Senin apologies um but anyway 
The Grand Tour is is good. The end. What are you guys been watching? And that that's by the way a, a unanimous CSP approval and recommendation. You want to go? Um, I don't think I've watched anything new. A, a progress with Stranger Things. Um, is that also similar. a racist show? Uh, I don't remember any racism. Um, but uh, it's, it's yeah, more of the kind of same really. Eighties uh, stuff and monsters. Um, is, it, yeah. running with that, is it racist still against with that the nineties? Uh, not yet, but as they approach the nineties, who knows? Because okay. obviously the nineties haven't been invented in the show yet. So mm. yeah, keep an eye open for that one. So um, are you finished that yet, or are you still working your way through it? No, I've got probably three more to do. I think. Uh, it's getting getting close. It's fine. It's not really grabbing me that hard. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm like Aziz oh, Ansari. Oh, topical. It's like the bloody Daily Show or something. Oh. Has Dave Meltzer come out in defense of Aziz yet? <laughs> yeah, Dave Meltzer's docs that woman came out in favor of, uh, came out oh against him. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, yeah, anyway, I watched that. Um, also watched, um, been watching Peep Show again. So oh, I needed yeah. a show that kind of feels like half an hour, because you don't always have time to watch an hour-long show. Sometimes you're like, hmm, got half an hour to kill. What can I pop on? Luckily, Peep Show is on every single streaming service. I don't know how yeah. that's, but it's on. It's on cha- all four Channel Four services. On Netflix, it's on all the others, so it's really handy. Um, thing is with Peep Show, I never fancy watching it, but then as soon as I put it on, I watch all of them. I don't know what it is. Um, it's it's a very good show. I'm enjoying that. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's it. Nothing nothing really new from me this week. Uh, well, if you want something that's short and easy to digest Go and on. give a strong Sorry again. Right. <laughs> he'll be digested in the piss of, uh, of a demon in hell where he's going yeah. um, that's a bit harsh but um, <laughs> uh, if you want something on Netflix that's an easy I'll watch you can check out The End of the Fucking World which oh, yeah. I thought was a Netflix exclusive. Apparently it aired on Channel 4 next year. I never heard a peep about this until it was added to Netflix at the beginning of January and loads of Yanks were tweeting about it and then loads of British were also tweeting about it. I, I feel like nobody watched this when it was on Channel 4. But uh, it is a eight-episode, two-and-a-half-hour sort of mini-series. Uh, each episode is only about 20 minutes. It's very, very, very short, very easy to get through. Uh, about two sort of like loser, disenfranchised teenagers who basically decide to just go on the run together, just kind of abandon mm. their lives and, 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 you know, run away from their parents in school. And they have some very dark misadventures along the way. I don't, I don't really want to spoil any of it because, like I said, it's really short. Uh, it is really, really fantastic. Again, I'm not really sure how it flew under the radar for so long. I'd never even heard of it. But uh, I started watching it during the week, and then I watched the last like four episodes just now before doing this show. Uh, really great. Lots of recognizable uh, you know, British uh, uh, character actors in, in, the, um, uh, uh, in the secondary cast, including... Uh, um, that one who's what is Theon's sister in A Game of Thrones 
Um, uh, she's in it, so that's good. Um, uh, and, and a couple and of others. Has, you might has it not got the uh, the pedo kid from Black Mirror? Uh, yes, yeah, it has him. Uh, it has. Uh, oh God, there's a fucking guy in it who's who uh, I really recognise, but I couldn't remember. It just has a bunch of people who I you'll recognise from one other show like that. Um, but it's great, and like I said, it's it's really easy to to get through. Uh, strongly recommended. That's on that's on your Netflix, and and it won't take up too much of your time. Uh, so I watched that, and another Netflix show I started was The Good Place with uh, Kristen Bell and Ted Danson, which I've heard lots about. I didn't really know what it was about. I just heard it was great, and it was kind of this this thing that everyone was raving about. And so me and Kira started, it, and it's really really great. It's a it's, it's a it's a great easy to digest comedy. Kind of the polar opposite of, of the end of the fucking world. End of the fucking world is kind of it's. I wouldn't even really classify it as a dark comedy. It has humorous aspects to it. It's also kind of like a coming of age thing. It, it's it's kind of weird and, and tough to categorize. Whereas uh, Good Place is a good old fashioned happy go lucky comedy, uh, uh, basically about uh, sort of a you know a woman who dies goes goes to a non-specific, non-related to a religion uh, version of heaven um, because they think that she's some saintly person who did loads of charity work and it turns out she was actually an asshole and it it was some kind of um, uh, uh, mix-up that allowed her to get to heaven and so she tries to fit in with hilarious results. Um, uh, So that's really good. I'm only a couple of episodes into that one, but it's, uh, it's a very solid watch. So that's uh, that two thumbs up there for both those shows. Uh, and that's all I've been watching this week. Um, and I reckon that is it for all of us. I think we've um, covered that. I also watched a little television show you may have heard of, lads. It's called F-R-I-E-N-D-S with a little period in between each of the letters. I thought you were going to say um, Grand Tour. Friendus. No. No, uh, I don't know what it stands for. I think they just call it Friends for short. It has a sense uh, of number from a group called the Rembrandts. One to watch. All right, keep an eye out for yeah. them. They're going to be big. Um, uh, that was added to the Netflix um, a couple of weeks ago, um, which I, ge- I guess is slightly more convenient than just flicking to Comedy Central at any hour of the day. Um, but it's a toss up, uh, and so I've been watching a bit of that. Um, because it's it's like having the most perfect background noise TV show on demand yeah. is uh, is pretty solid. So I, I, I have breaking news here, Barry. By the way, oh, uh, I looked up what does Friends stand for, and I have an ex- explanation here by Friends fan two hundred, uh, and he or right. she says Friends stands for right. They are f funny. R and then they say the R word which I'm not going to repeat oh god I idiots oh no E exciting which is spelled E-X-E-I-T-I-N-G N nice D dumb and S stupid (laughs) kind of mixed feelings on the friends there I'm getting I don't speak of that Another another one here though says it's <laughs> this is actually good. Uh, happy four days says F for Phoebe, R for Rachel, I for it's Joey, <laughs> e, e everyone is a friend, N for Nanika, D for Dross, 
and S for Chandler. I think that's pretty good. Good job. That's all right. Good oh, job. I, I'm, starting, I'm starting to think it doesn't have an actual uh, answer. No. It might just be tonal or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so uh, also the good thing about it being on Netflix is, uh, it, you know, being on like Channel 4 and stuff for like a decade means that there are like, there are like naughty jokes that I haven't actually seen in, in years in Friends because they, they edit it to shite for TV. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's handy having it there to stick it on. Well, we have, the, think... we have the Friends DVD set here and that's, mm. yeah, those episodes are extended. <sighs> but uh, I think most people kind of agree that hasn't hasn't aged well. I think most people who watch Friends these days kind of go, oh yeah, mm, mm. yeah. It's no Seinfeld, that's for sure. <laughs> when you watch the first like series or two, and everyone's dressed like they're dressed like contestants on Bullseye or something. Mm. The fashion certainly has not aged. Never mind yeah. anymore. But um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's all I've been watching there. Uh, we can jump in, I suppose, to Game Guff. I don't have a whole lot of Game Guff to talk about. As I mentioned, the stuff I've mentioned the last few weeks I'm still sticking with because, um, like I said, January catching up on stuff like uh, Pyre, Assassin's Creed, and Evil Within 2. Assassin's Creed, man, more, the more I play it, the more I love it. I'm just, I, I'm so, I've kind of moved on to like the next big kind of landmark city on the map. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've advanced the story a little bit and it's it's just fantastic. It really is. Um, uh, so so yeah, but I have no um, I have no real um, uh, new stuff to talk about. I think I mentioned last week that I started the new Life is Strange spinoff or not spinoff prequel thingy. Um, I played episode two today. That's up on the old YouTube channel, Barry Murphy lad. Um, uh, so I've streamed that in full. It's good. It's a solid uh, prequel for people who like that. But um, yeah, nothing nothing new to bring to the table. What about you, Paul? Yeah, I played a few games. Uh... After you mentioned it last week, I went out and bought Gora Goa on the Switch. Oh, yeah? Yeah, beat it over the week. Really, really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, super arty, obviously. But uh, I found even even outside of the you know admittedly great visuals, I found that it was a very clever, very intelligent like puzzle game. Um and i didn't i don't think there's anything in there that was like frustratingly hard but it definitely there's certain puzzles in there that really you have like so many steps that you have to kind of do in the right order that it does take a little bit of finagling to get there but uh super super great Def- definite recommendation from me to anyone who has uh switch i know it's out on ios as well and stuff like that but i f- I, f- I found on switch it's something that I can sit down and, and, and play while the news is on or while there's a football game on that I'm not super interested in. Whereas with my phone, I don't know, for whatever reason, I don't really think of my phone as that same kind of like gaming system. So I don't know. I, f- I find that the Switch is kind of a perfect destination for it. Um, super, super good and very cheap as well. Yeah, so. I... I still haven't. I still haven't uh, finished it. I, I think it's pretty tough. And I mentioned it like a week ago. Um, to be fair, I haven't actually played. I played it once since I talked about it last, and I, I'm stuck on it. Uh, as you mentioned, there's a bit that's super. De- I think I'm near the end because I played for over an hour. I know it's not that long, uh, but there's a bit that is super dense and has so many moving parts that you have to keep track of. Um, yeah. That I've gotten, I've gotten lost a little bit, but I'm, I'm going to go back to. It. I might, I might bring it on the bus journey tomorrow because I, I don't have a podcast to listen to, so um, I will uh, get back to it. 
Well, that's one thing I have uh, as well. I before I go to sleep every night, I have to listen to me podcasts on my iPod. Right, that's kind of just a a habit I've fallen into over whatever seven or eight years. Um, but I had to drop in my iPod to be repaired yesterday, so I'm without an iPod. Um, so I also have no podcast to listen to. I might listen to something on like YouTube or something on my phone. Um, but no, but Gorgo I thought was great. Uh, yeah, there's two two main like really big puzzles in it that I I kind of remember. Um, you have the one with like the train tracks going around. Um, and then you have one where you have like a little boy who's moving from painting to painting, and it's quite hard. But really, really great game. Um, uh, since I beat that, I bought also L.A. Noir on the Switch, um, which I had on PS3. I still have to this day. I still own it. Um, but my PlayStation is downstairs. My PS3 is downstairs. My parents kind of use it as a Blu-ray player. So that's kind of thinking. You know, I have it already. But I'm, am I realistically ever gonna grab the PS3 and set it back up upstairs? Probably not. Whereas having LA Noir on the Switch probably is something that I will play quite a bit. Um, I haven't really got stuck into it yet. I um, I bought it, downloaded. It. I think I played five minutes of it. I'm, I'm still not very fired because I had just beaten Gorgo. Um, but excited to play that. I never beat it the first time round. I um I think I got about ha- between halfway and two thirds into it, so kind of like South Park the first time around. So excited to give that another go. I did quite enjoy it last time. Um, interested to see how much it's aged. Uh, graphically, it doesn't look great to be honest because it's quite an old game. Uh, mechanically, yeah. that's something I'm more interested in seeing. And uh, like you say, Assassin's Creed is my main kind of game at the moment. Um, really enjoying it. I'm not quite as far as you i don't think um i'm level t- coming up on level 22 i don't know what level you are yourself. Oh, I, th- I think you're i think you're higher level than i am so because oh. i where am i obviously i left alexandria that's all alexandria was done i went to the right there where the hippodrome is mm. and then to the south and i've kind of kind of that area now um but yeah super super fun Super easy to just sit down and play for like two hours. Um, again, my one criticism, I think I might have even said it, I probably said it last week, is we get rid of that stupid you're a person in the future in a bed plot framework. Get rid of that. Just let me be a man in Egypt. I don't need to... It keeps pulling me out of the game to be like, okay, you're this woman now and run around for a bit. No! <laughs> I'm the Medjay. Don't Just let me be that. <laughs> So dumb. So, so dumb. But, um, yeah, it's great. Like you, I can't say enough good things about it. Okay. So that's all the games. Uh, that's the games, yeah. Um, subscribe to my old YouTube, by the way, everyone. Just get on there. Gonna be going to be playing some more Hitman on Tuesday. Um, that, new, that new Hitman campaign is, is fun. Uh, the way they the way they remix the the maps in Hitman is is always a good time. Well, I'm still only on. I only started the um, the Middle Eastern one. Uh, Marrakesh. Was Marrakesh? Might have been the one with like the school. And uh, yes, yeah, Marrakesh. Marrakesh. Yeah. Okay. I, I I think I I did one run through of that after I finished like completely finished the the Italian level. 
but I'm kind of again take I, I Hitman is a game that I, I play one level for for forty hours and then I come out and play <laughs> Assassin's Creed and I play Mario and then before I jump into something else I'll play Hitman again for forty hours yeah. so that's kind of how I play that. Uh, yeah, so uh, we can jump into a bit of movie stuff. Uh, I mentioned I'm on a 2017 catch-up. This week I watched some more uh, 2017 movies that I had missed. And, and and the two I watched this week were two of my favorites of the whole dang year. Um, talk first about... I watched the third of the Planet of the Apes movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out this year, War for the Planet of the Apes, we, uh, this time with uh, Woody Harrelson as the uh, antagonist. Uh, it was the best yet. It was the best of the three. It was uh, I one of the best third entries in a film series that I can recall ever like i like i think it's 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 certainly one of the best trilogies i can recall watching and i can't think of many where the quality ascended in such a way with each subsequent entry that it actually ended on the perfect high note um and it was one of my favorite i I, on a first viewing it felt like one of my favorite sci-fi action films you know maybe ever and 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 breeze near near the top of my favorite films of last year i i can't say enough good things about particularly the second and third i think we've all seen the first film and it's good and i rewatched it in in the in the lead up to watching this and i, I really enjoyed it but the second and third films in in that series are they are so far beyond uh, uh what the first film is um, and the third entry in particular is fantastic um you know the the, the cgi is still this like cutting edge like uh, un- unbelievably good thing that the the entire film hinges on it on it working, uh, and it absolutely does. Um, you know, you've got like Andy Serkis, you know, kind of carrying the real emotional weight of the film uh, at the, uh, act. You know, uh, via this this uh, you know CGI ape. Um, it's really really fantastic. The first hour is just incredible. Um, uh, it, it's it's really tremendous. I can't say enough things about it. It has a great score that is really evoking the original film. It, you listen to it and straight away you can tell like this sounds like it's going for a '60s '70s era sci-fi vibe. It's not like it's not like a the typical kind of by the numbers score that say you know a, a modern. Um, it is fantastic. I strongly recommend everyone see this. And, and if you haven't seen the previous films, I mean, this is I. You know, I I would recommend going out and just getting the, the the box set, and probably you know you could probably like you know have make a weekend of it and just watch one movie a night, um, and and you'll be uh, it's well worth it. So yeah, that's that's a huge thumbs up. Have you two seen that yet? Ooh, not yet. Um, I really do want to see it though because I enjoyed the second one a hell of a lot. Uh, it sounds like this is a good one. Yeah, it's it it continues. I mean, it's trending in the same way as the second one, in the sense that they, you know, they they maintain the root of the franchise, but they do enough different things that they they feel like three unique films, um, which is great. Uh, the other film I saw this week was uh, Ingrid Goes West, uh, which is a sort of dark comedy about a sort of reclusive. Uh, loser, I guess, probably the most blunt way to to describe her, 
whose uh, uh, mother dies and 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 she kind of goes into like a very sad life of like obsessing over an Instagram celebrity. And when the celebrity acknowledges her with a reply, she takes it upon herself to take the money her mom left her in her will and move out to L.A. and basically kind of stalk this girl and try and trick her into being her friend. Um, it is it is really, really funny. It's got a great cast. So Aubrey Plaza is is the main character. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is the is the um, uh, the, inst- the Instagram famous um, uh, star. And O'Shea Jackson Jr., who is Ice Cube Jr., uh, he plays her landlord in L.A. And I, I haven't seen like Straight Outta Compton or anything, but he's he's really great. He has really great kind of uh, likability about him and comedic timing. I think he I think funnily enough, I think he'll he'll kind of be like Ice Cube in in the years to come, where I think he'll he has a, a big future as a good comic relief kind of you know. I think he could be a, a big star in in like a comedy action film uh, for years to come. This is really great. It's 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 obviously got a lot of. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of taking a sideways look at our culture, guys, and really making you think about about the way we use social media. But it does that without being like lame. Like it's very easy to do that and be lame. Like like you'll watch certain Black Mirror episodes and you just go, you'll roll your eyes and go, oh God, you know, they couldn't be, they couldn't be more on the nose. Where I th- I thought this makes its point. But it's first and foremost a really great, funny kind of film, and 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 the rest of that stuff is not as heavy-handed as it might sound. So uh, that that was great. That strong recommendation as well. So um, so yeah, those are those are my two films for the week. Right. Well, I've seen a movie too. <laughs> <laughs> Good reviews, Barry. In addition, though, I have seen a movie. Brilliant. <laughs> I love Barry's reviews. Can't wait for Paul's. Oh, well, what, are you, what are the two of you on about? <laughs> you don't have to wait much longer. <laughs> Here it is. Um, I watched uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi again uh, yesterday. Okay. Yeah, shit on it. I actually liked it more the second time <laughs> than the first time. So Okay, cool. cool. I, I found a lot of stuff a lot easier to kind of forgive second time round where I didn't have these kind of false expectations of what the film film was gonna be so because going in I knew what kind of the basic outline of the plot was I kind of enjoyed it a lot more and I found a lot more uh, things were easy to forgive like some of the moments the first time round that seemed kind of overtly comical didn't seem so much the second time um, I guess again because this time I expected them to be like way over the top for comedy, and this time they kind of r- really aren't. Like you know, at the very very beginning where Luke um throws the lightsaber behind them. The first time around, I remember that being a very like, but uh, it's not really, <laughs> especially when you're paying attention. You go, oh no, he's just like throwing it away, and he he's kind of storms off. Um, and even the Finn. And Rose stuff. I don't know why. I I, I kind of liked it this time. I don't know. I don't know what it was about it. Um, I still don't like Benicio del Toro as a weird Adam Sandler impersonator. <laughs> that's that's harsh. That is harsh. Um, he's not very good in it. And ah, uh, how dare you? Um, but yeah, all the stuff that I loved the first time around, I I loved even more. And the stuff that I wasn't so fond about first time around, I kind of. 
I kind of enjoyed. So I bu- I bumped it up from an eight to a nine. Oh. Um. Not quite a ten. Not quite. You know. Obviously, Force Awakens. I love Empire and the original Star Wars. I love. Obviously, not quite as good as those. Um. But yeah, definitely better than Rogue One. I would even say better than Return of the Jedi. A lot of stuff in the second half for Return of the Jedi is not very good. And I don't mean the Ewoks because they're great. But um, see, I my thing with I my thing with Return of the Jedi is I think the ending is tremendous in the sense that the confrontation with the Emperor is everything it should be. But everything else about the second half of that film, yeah, is the the space battle with Lando and Nub is so forgettable and nondescript. It's forgettable. The I think most people kind of agree that the Ewok stuff is is kind of silly and. I just think I, I don't think the Ewoks themselves are bad, but that whole you know General Solo and Leia in the wood it's so dull <laughs> when you watch it. Yeah, again. it's not. It's I I don't, I don't have an inherent problem with the Ewoks. Like I think when people equate Jar Jar Binks to the Ewoks I'm like no that is not fair at all because the Ewoks are like nowhere near as annoying and they're kind of cute and they're they're fine but yeah I think I think their plot is just not interesting they just um, they, they go to yeah. the, the least Star Warsy place in the entire kind of saga ju- just the woods and I yeah I, I, I was thinking um when I was because I mentioned in you know the Planet of the Apes review uh, I was trying to think, like, what's a comparable trilogy to this? And I was like, the obvious one is Star Wars. And it's like, well, I don't think the highs of this are as good as Empire Strikes Back. But, like, this third film, like, dicks all over Return of the Jedi. I mean, way better. Fucking way better than Return of the Jedi. Because um, yeah. there's no superfluous stuff uh, in it. Whereas, yeah, Return of the Jedi has that stuff. But, yeah, I'm I'm kind of anxious to see uh, The Last Jedi again because I loved it. I went the big five on it. Um... I, all the all the reservations I had about it, which were there. I mean, I had reservations. I thought they were, I thought they were so minor. And when you know when people kind of bring them up about it, well, well this film is bad because you know, like like Finn's plot didn't really go anywhere. It's like yeah, but it did, but it's like you you were interested in his character and what they were doing and the places they were and what they were saying. It doesn't really matter that he didn't get the thing at the end. You know, well, that, my that problem wasn't... my problem was that the the place they go just doesn't kind of fit into the film <laughs> like they go to this casino planet where there's these like racing dog things and... that was worse than the fucking 50s diner no well, it's for, not first worse. first time around first time around i kind of felt the same i felt like yep. this feels like it's been ripped straight out of the prequels it doesn't fit it in is, it, it, the, the track i'll tell you what the track is too much like a dog track that is that is one problem i have but but like we know, like, CD locations and gambling and shit happens. We've just always seen it in, like, basically the Star Wars equivalent of a dive bar. Like, you know, yeah. like the in, in A New Hope and even in Force Awakens, you know, uh, in that... that Maskeradas. Uh, yeah, her, like, the, she, she runs a dive bar. But, of course, somewhere in the galaxy, there's, like, a... a up, you know, fancier, higher up the food chain casino. Well, the place. even more surprising thing is is watching it a second time. That whole se- like scene, the whole set piece where they are in the the casino and then they they get captured and they put in the jail. <laughs> and that goes. It's like not even ten minutes long. It's like such a short scene. And in my mind, I kind of felt like it was this whole like third story thread was on this planet. But that's such a small part of it. It's so so small in in the grand scheme of things you know that it's again i found it much easier to 
forgive where it's like okay we're at the casino plan i was like oh here we go and then like within 10 15 minutes they're already you know back to the the, the, the start of the story i'm like oh that, i remember that being like much longer and much worse than it is felt, really. like, a, felt, felt like a lifetime it did well it did well, but second time well, it didn't Worse than the pod racing stuff in episode one. Well, the pod racing is the only good thing in episode one. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pod racing is good. Well, the pod racing is good. Spinning, that's a good trick. It's working! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want the Turbo Man with the fucking thingies. <laughs> it's Turbo Time! <laughs> you shouldn't have said that in the pod racing. Uh, <laughs> There should have been a turbo, uh, a turbo button in the pod racer, and you go, "It's turbo time!" And then the pod would have got off fast. So you liked it anyway on a, on a review. I liked it even more on a review. Yeah, it was great. It was. Great. Uh, any? Did you see anything else? No. Joe, did you see anything this week? <laughs> uh, nothing new. I rewatched a couple of um, Irish American mafia themed movies. Oh yeah. Um, the Departed. And uh, Black Mass with Johnny Depp, um, which are both kind of on similar themes about the life of uh, Whitey Bulger, the uh, notorious uh, Boston gangster. Um, so they're both, both still good. The part it kind of gets better every time I see it. I love Scorsese. I need to watch that again. It's been He's a while bloody brilliant. He's bloody brilliant. Yeah, yeah I got I to gotta see that again. I haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen it since the first time I saw it. So I, uh, mm. I think I've seen it. Very good. Very good. Twice. I think I saw it in cinema and I've seen it once on Blu-ray, but it was like yeah, maybe maybe ten years ago at this stage. Yeah. So I've got some uh got some more films lined up. Picked up Dunkirk on Blu-ray. That's a good movie. Ooh. I think it's um, I have not seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to that. Uh I picked up it was on DVD, but it was on sale. So I, I justified it. Picked up Split. Yeah, I haven't um, left that. I still have that here on Blu-ray ready to go. Which I'm looking forward to. Um, and I have Logan Lucky as well. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 a great many of the films I have watched in the last two weeks did come from the uh, the Red Letter Media 2017 Roundup. Um, did you watch those, Paul? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I I thought they were like I I thought it was a good year for Red Letter Media, but I I thought that those two episodes were like more interesting than like anything they've done half in the bag wise, more or less all year. Well, sure, they talked uh, about a ghost story for about half an hour. Half an hour, yeah. And that was, I I was actually I'd actually already seen uh, a ghost story before they saw it, but if I hadn't, I mean, that would, I mean, they would have given me some, some incredible recommendations. Cause like I, I saw Ingrid goes West cause Jay talked about it uh, and love that. Um, uh, and I think I, I got some other bits and pieces here and there from that, but it's funny because I just, I just, I, I think they even made a joke about it in the first part. I mean, it, it doesn't pay the bills the way doing an Avengers review. Um, the best, uh, I know we did our, um, awards last week. But uh, best episode half in the bag of 2017 was the uh, Annabelle creation one, where they talked about the the contest um, to submit your oh, idea. That was, they make it. That, yeah. was, that was the best episode of the year. Great that stuff. was that was really good. Um, 
But yeah, there was there was uh, it, it, th- th- those two episodes kind of remind me that oh yeah they they like like movies and watch movies lots and 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 don't just don't just watch superhero movies and talk about how boring they are. Uh, <laughs> True. Uh, which yeah, you know, I mean that's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, I and I I like I I wouldn't it's not it wouldn't be my favorite film of the year, but uh, I thought they, they I was one hundred percent with them on pretty much everything they said about a ghost story. Um, I went out and ordered that on the old Blu-ray. Um, film I'd like to see on Blu-ray, having watched it online. I haven't seen but, it at all. I need to watch that shit. But yeah, uh, so that's, that's movie guff for the week. So we have a couple of different things on the agenda here. Do you want to jump in to emails? I've no, actually got a decent Let's do the prediction emails. game, because I'm too excited for it. The... Oh, Paul's very excited. All right. I'm so, like a kid uh, on Christmas. We... What? I'm like a kid on Christmas. All right. So I've got, I looked at last uh, year's uh, questions and I was like, eh, some of these are rubbish, so they can go. I've done up uh, what I think is a more interesting list of 12 uh, questions. Okay. And we'll, we'll okay. go through these one by one. And I've also fine tuned some of the ones that we had last year. So, um, so hopefully the, these are a little clearer and whatnot. So I'll just start from the very beginning here. These are 2018 <laughs> We're going to make a note of everyone's answers, and as we did last week with the 2017 ones, uh, the first show of 2019, we will read these and we will decide. So, question number one. Who will win the men's Royal Rumble? Hmm. Hmm. I think Roman Reigns is the obvious answer, isn't it? Um, but then they did him two years ago. Would they go for it again? And then on the <laughs> SmackDown side, well, SmackDown won the Royal Rumble last year. I I, I don't know if there's any, anyone remotely compelling on the SmackDown side to win this this one. Nakamura, maybe. I I'll, well, to be fair, yeah. I don't know if I would use. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question of who's compelling. Yeah, but uh. uh I don't. I don't consider the raw options compelling either. But I feel like Nakamura. I feel like is borderline dead in the water. Um. Mm. Um. I. I. I don't know. I don't know. I. I'm pretty stumped myself. But do you, do you have a pick, Paul? I'm trying to. See, I'm trying to think which side of the coin should I fall yeah. on here. Um. I think I. My. My thinking is that the two mania type will be. Um, Oh. AJ and Nakamura and Rock versus Reigns. But well, yeah, um, based on that, it'll be one or two. I'm just looking. See what? Okay, I'll put. I'm gonna put my official pick down as Reigns. As Reigns. Yeah. I just although, although you know Nakamura is interesting though because maybe they think based on the the guaranteed rejection they'll get for Reigns, like, Nakamura will be a more accepted pick. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think Nakamura needs it more than Reigns does. I think you could have Reigns fight Brock without needing to win the Rumble necessarily. Whereas Nakamura... I kind of feel like Nakamura would benefit more from the Rumble win in terms of setting up, like, a a big, big time match WrestleMania, but then it also depends on who do they kind of see more upside in. Like, is Nakamura going to be 
<laughs> a dancing idiot six months down the line, you know, and then on his way off back to New Japan or um I'll go for I'll go I'll go for oh god, it sounds so stupid respect when he doesn't win it. But I'll I'll go for I'll go for Shinsuke Nakamura. That'll okay. That'll be my pick. What about you, Joe? It's so obviously gonna be Roman Reigns. What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> Braun Strowman. Okay. Not bad. Well, well Braun Strowman I... is, is in the title match at Royal Rumble against Brock Lesnar and Kane. Well he's not winning, obviously. But yeah, he's gonna come in. He's gonna be in the rumble as well. Yeah. I think I think I think I think he'd be in. I think he'll lose and be in and I uh, I don't know that I would pick him to win, but I think he would be one of the better non Roman Reigns options they have, you know. Um, okay. Okay. Question number two. Uh, so those picks just confirm there. I'm saying Roman Reigns, Paul saying Shinsuke, and Joe saying Braun. Uh, question number two: Who will win the Women's Royal Rumble? Um, I think Oscar is probably going to win the Women's Royal Rumble. Okay. Mm. I'm gonna. Although, would they have two Japanese winners? Probably not. <laughs> Why would they? Because their prince is racist. Uh, let's see. Who? It's a tough one. Uh... Do they have a Japanese tour coming up, like they did with Jinder Mahal last year? Well, they do have one every year. Suddenly, right? push, every push out the Japanese. I'm going to go Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, okay. Uh, I am going to say Becky Lynch. Yeah, I thought that. I think they'll, I think they'll do Becky and Charlotte. Uh, question number three. One surprise entrant for each Royal Rumble. Ooh. Okay. Uh, uh, Molly Holly. Molly, Molly Holly. And for the men. Uh, for the record, for anyone listening, I, I know there's rumored and all but confirmed names. I'm just going for anyone, anyone not on the roster. So some of these names might be already out there, but someone not on the roster who's not officially advertised, so... Uh, do you have one for the men, Joe? I kind of want to say Spud, um, but I'm not... Mm. Mm. Not sure about that. Someone who's already signed, but... I'm going to check where the Rumble is, by the way, just to see, just, just to gauge what kind of audience they have, you know. Philly. Okay, yeah, so they, okay, so they, they could go with, they could go with an obscure person and they'd get a reaction. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll go for, for my woman, I'll say Lita. Okay. Um, and for my man, I'll, I'll take one out of left field here, but I know that he was talking Last year, sometime, by trying to 
Kind of wrangle his way back in somehow. I'll say... No. Not, not Scott Steiner. Holla! If you hear me. I'll say, I'll say Batista as well. What? Not a bad one. Not a bad one. I'll, I'll go for um, the former Derek Bateman, Ethan Carter. I think that's a good. I think that's a good one. Um, it, it is interesting. There's been a lot of departures from other promotions around this time. Uh, very interesting. Uh, my very interesting. So based on your picks, so so I didn't want to like. Do you do you two not make anything of the Rousey rumors? Do you think she's showing up and winning, or, or I mean, I don't I not? don't understand why they would not keep her for WrestleMania. Yeah, you know, as yeah. kind of the the big, like why have her in the Rumble doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they like wouldn't. They, they'd advertise it. If she was going. Yeah, they 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 don't put massive stars. You know, like they they announced Goldberg was coming back long before he came back. They didn't. They don't throw stars the level of Rousey in the Rumble unannounced anymore. Um, so yeah, but I I just thought that was interesting. I you know what, I think watch maybe, now as she's in it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she will be. I, I I think I think she's coming in for sure, but I don't think she's in this. Um, I think she maybe sits ringside and maybe. Interfere, like not interferes, but has a stare down with someone. Yeah, either the the champion or the rumble winner, and maybe they do a three way at Mania or something. Okay, my pick for one surprise entrant. Um, for women. Oh God, there's lots of options. Um, I'm gonna say Michelle McCool. Ooh. And she, for the she's men, on her way back to WWE. I'm taking back my spot here in WWE. <laughs> uh, I'm tempted to pick her husband for my male entrant. Um, I actually had to go for a second there. Who's her? Who's who's her husband? Oh, because I because the rumor is the rumor is he's on to way back, and I God, I don't want any part of that. But um, I don't think they'll waste it here in the rumble because I don't think he's winning. Um, I think I'm going to go with. Another big name that has recently separated from his his con- contracted promotion. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I I don't know that he's someone WWE thinks as a big enough star to put in the Rumble. It's Philly, and they would. I, I'll take a risk, and if I'm right, I'll get lots of kudos this time next year. If I'm wrong, who cares? Uh, I'm gonna say Ricochet. Ooh. Okay. Uh, it seems like Ricochet. It seems like he did his farewells at PWG. Uh, he is he's finally free of his Lucha Underground contract, and he is he's out of there. So, um, so I, I think he'd get a reaction from the Philly crowd. I don't think WWE thinks so. We'll we'll see. So that just to confirm. I'm saying Michelle McCool and Ricochet. Paul is saying Lita and Batista. Uh, Joe is saying Molly Holly and Ethan Carter. I think those are all good picks. Um, number four. Who will be the WWE Hall of Fame headliner for 2018? Goldberg. Uh, and, 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 and hopefully, I won't. I won't. You know, be vindicated immediately on air this time. It'll be Goldberg. 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 I'm saying Goldberg as well. Goldberg. Mm. Joe said. Berg. Okay. 
Uh, here we have another tough one, I think, because there's a lot of options. One person, just one, who will debut on the Raw or SmackDown after WrestleMania. <laughs> the Raw or SmackDown. So we have that. This time. See, I've updated it. I've honed it in and I've made it better. Okay, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know who's on the NXT roster. Let me take a look. Yeah, I'm trying to think who's like any use in NXT. I don't, anyway. I don't watch it anymore, so I need to have a little peek. Oh, here we go. Uh, NXT. Where is it? Here we go. Well, when I say I, I, I want one person, but I would allow an act. You know, a tag team is a, is is that's why. Yeah, because yeah, my 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 eyes were initially drawn to one act, as you might say. Mm. Um, is, is it too early for them though? It's up to you. Um, I'm gonna say the the big lads. AOP. Right, Razor and. Buckle. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking was those. Um, but I actually think they're maybe more likely for sanity to be brought up. Oh uh, yeah, I was yeah sanity. I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, I might go sanity just because Eric Young is about forty-seven already, so he's he's got, <laughs> <laughs> he's got miles. Uh, <laughs> he's ready, brother. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Uh, I'll tell you what. Just to be safe, I will say Eric Young because that way, if he comes up on his own, it would still count. Okay. So I'll see that here. Eric Young. Uh, I am saying the iconic duo. Oh, the ladies. The ladies. Jimmy um, Kay and Peyton. Peyton Rice, yeah. So I, I think that's a good call. Yeah, I, I think I think those, again, solid, solid picks there across the board. Uh, so, uh, uh, question six. Who will win the men's Money in the Bank briefcase? And I've just put here... Just one guess. I think it's raw, but that could change. So we'll just—it's just make a guess. And if it's the, if they're not on the brand, then that's that's tough titties. Okay, well, as they say. let me just see what is it scheduled to be. Um, it doesn't say. <laughs> is it raw? Right? To be fair, I I think it's raw because I think they're alternating. Okay. So I think they swap uh, this year with everything. The gimmick pay per views are swapped. We're only going to pick one. We're not going to do like last year. We pick one raw, one SmackDown, just in case. Yeah, but the, the the pointlessness of that was that they they, they did a, they did a switch up and we got all our switch up predictions wrong. Oh yeah, that's true. So I would just say one, just pick, and if if we're off brand, then so on. Because my the only person I can think who might get it is someone who's on SmackDown, and I don't think it's a SmackDown show. But okay. I'm just going with that pick because it's the only one I can really conceive of winning. So my my pick is Kevin Owens. Okay. Money in the bank. Um, or, hmm, there's one other, hmm, I don't know. I might stick with that. But I got someone on the raw side I'm thinking of now. Uh, you know what, I'm going to switch. I'm going to go for the Miz. I'll go for Braun. Okay. For Money in the bank. Although I can't really picture think- him carrying around the little briefcase. No, but... But I think I think he's their top prospect currently, so I think that makes sense. I think I think Miz is overdue his uh, reascension to the main event. So I'm. What about okay. you, Joe? Bray Wyatt. Oh, really? Fuck. 
I hope you're wrong. I hope you're so wrong. I'm definitely right. So. Okay, so I'm picking Miz. Paul's going Braun. Strowman. Joe is going Bray Wyatt. So there we go. Uh, question seven. I uh, I ditched the uh, new champion. Are we are we not guessing Kim- women's money in the bank? Uh no, just 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 yeah, okay. Um, I uh, I ditched the new champion question. I because I I thought this was a more interesting one. Number seven. Will Asuka be pinned <laughs> or made to submit this year? I thought Barry was woke, but I will. What did you say? What was the question? I said, will Asuka yeah. be pinned or made submit in 2018? Yes. Uh, I also say yes. I thought I was going to be the odd man and say it'd be the only one who said yes, but I guess not. I'm also saying yes. Sure, she's unbeaten. She's like two years already. They have to be here eventually. Yeah, but who? Yeah. Uh, for the for the record, I'm not saying, I I I don't think this will be good. I think they'll they'll fuck it up and do it with something stupid. But she got pinned off a distraction roll up on. It'll be one of Rousey's horsewomen. <laughs> I think the she shit one, will... Jessamine Duke. What you want to be two She will. Um, the two jobbers. <laughs> I think she will win a women's title of some variety and Carmella will cash in Money in the Bank um, and beat her, which would be deeply unsatisfying. But uh, Or if, you know, or if they do another women's Money in the Bank, so whoever has it after Carmella. You know, I think, I think that will happen. Uh, okay. We're broadening out here. We've had a lot of very specific WWE questions. We're going to broaden out here a little bit. Will Daniel Bryan wrestle this year? And if so, where? Oh man! Well, his contract. When does his contract expire? Isn't it? Uh, so the, just just to give you the update on where we're at right now, he his contract is allegedly up in September, uh, late September. So he will not be able to do the Cody Rhodes show. Just FYI, because a lot of people were speculating about that, but he won't. Uh, and his last, his most recent comment in an interview was that if he's not wrestling at WrestleMania, then he will not be wrestling in WWE again, which was kind of his cryptic. So what say you of that, Joe? Um, I say yes, he will. Mm -hmm. And I say New Japan. It's the safest bet. New Japan, right? Uh, I am going to say... I say yes, and I say WWE. I think... Barry dropping the bomb! I think they're going to clear him for Mania. I think he's going to have a match with Shane, and I think he's going to be having a a Kurt Angle-style handful of matches a year, smoke and mirrors, no no shoot headbutting, none of that nonsense, but they will they will let him have a few matches a year. That's my my prediction. Ooh. I'm gonna say uh, no. I'm gonna say no. So you're just saying no he Yeah, I, I predict what will happen is this is not to be included in my prediction, but I predict what'll happen is if he doesn't wrestle, he probably will let his contract expire, as you say, around September time. He'll probably have a no compete of about 90 days, so you probably have a little while there. We won't be able to wrestle. Um, and I predict that if he does wrestle for New Japan, that it'll be on next year's January 
um, show. So it won't be yeah, won't be in okay. 2018. So I'll say no. That's my prediction. Fair enough. That's that's a solid guess. Uh, question number nine. What will all in draw? This is the <laughs> Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega uh, Arena show, possibly happening in Dublin. Uh, remember that? Remember when they said that? Uh, so they are aiming for 10,000 fans. That's what That was the impetus for all this. They wanted to prove they could do it. Uh, and they, they revealed this week that it will be happening in September. So uh, what are your predictions, gentlemen? Uh, and the, the prediction, I'm just looking for a number of fans. So not paying. Um, we, obviously, they'll be, doing, they'll be doing free tickets. You could almost bet on it. But uh, what is your prediction for the total attendance? To what? To the closest thousand or? As, as, as vague as you want. As vague as you want or specific as you want. Are we talking a real number or what the works number that they announced? Um, I will. Well, we'll, 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 whatever way you want to phrase it. Whatever way you want to phrase it. Mm. What do you think the shoot number will be? I think the shoot number will be. Well, I think they'd struggle to get 10,000 even if they papered it, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's tough. Um, so I'm going to say. Uh, 7,200 okay hmm. I think they will announce uh, a 10,000 sellout regardless of what the uh, regardless of what the official figure is I think I think they'll, I think they'll get pretty close because um, obviously they still have more names to announce and so on mm. I don't expect that there to be a, a CM Punk as was chanted by the uh, Dublin crowd at that one show <laughs> Um, we don't see that anymore. No, he's, he'll be too busy having a, a one and a half minute long UFC fight where he gets absolutely battered. Um, Please do not spoil the next question. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I'll say, I say, they, I'll say they get over over nine thousand. It's over nine thousand. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Okay, over nine. Uh, like you, I also think that they will announce a 10,000 sellout, but I don't think they'll get it. I think they will get around 6,000. Um, so I don't I don't have high hopes for that show. To be fair, if they do 6,000, that's extremely impressive. I think that they, um, I think they'll market it quite well. I think I think it'll be a show that people kind of fly across America to see, you know. I yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a show that they're going to get some big names, and I think they'll get enough big names to get some casuals in the door. But I also think an awful lot of diehard fans, they want to kind of will this into existence because it's it's to the benefit of everyone if this show does well. You know what I mean? So I think people want this to be a success, so I think they'll go out of their way to fly to it, to bring their friends, to tell their friends to come to it. I think there'll be a big grassroots social media thing about it, I think, which we already kind of saw this week with the... Um, uh, the announcement of it and everyone making wacky graphics for saying people were coming to it and stuff, you know. So, so yeah, I, I think it'll be a success. I think they'll announce it as near 10,000. I think it'll probably be closer to, including paper, I think it'll be six, six and a half. So, yeah, that's, yeah. So, um, uh, that's interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing how that show does. I, I hope it does well. Uh, question number 10. Two-part question. Does CM Punk wrestle anywhere in 2018? Ooh. And 
and does he have another MMA fight? So two questions there. Uh, obviously, you know he is he is still contracted to UFC, but he could you know he could get permission to wrestle. That's not that's not out of the question. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Dana White is no. going to be worrying about his top star getting into no. wrestling. You know, also it's like if he does, it would be for a, for a, a Cody Rhodes promotion. It would not be for WWE. And I think once it's not WWE, I, I don't think Dana really cares. So uh, no and yes. Okay, so no. And yes, for Joe, I'm also going to say no and yes. Yeah, he will not wrestle, but he will have a UFC fight. I I'm, I was tempted to say no and no, right? But um, I think I think he'll have another fight. Um, uh, this next one feels like it's many years in the making. Um, probably, I mean, it's probably only been about two, but in 2018. Does non-WWE-owned wrestling finally arrive on the network? I.e., WWN, Progress, ICW, any of the any of the buddy buddy promotions with WWE? Do any of them finally arrive on the network itself? Yes. Uh, no. I am going to say n- no. I feel like. With the, uh, as we discussed last week, when we were reviewing our hilarious predictions, I think with the death of, of World of Sport, I think WWE is slowly, slowly, slowly backing away from uh, WWE UK affiliation. I think 2018, I think they'll uh, sign up Pete Dunne. They'll do away with 80% of those other UK lads. And that'll probably be it. I'm, I'm not expecting any kind of continued relationship with progress or ICW past that. Uh, so yeah, I'll say no. Paul saying yes. Joe is saying no. Now this next question, I'm actually fascinated to see your answers here. This is the last one. Question 12. And the question is as follows. Question is a little bit ambiguous. We'll obviously judge it closer to the time. Does a major mainstream news garnering sex scandal hit WWE this year? Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure, Paul. For says. sure. <clears throat> so, so when you I'm say main... is, I'm not talking, I'm not talking. You know, Dolph Ziggler's brother goes on Reddit and says, "Build a mat to Perth," and WWE quietly dismisses him. I'm talking Kevin Spacey, Aziz Ansari. I'm talking mainstream news. I'm talking massive implications. And I, I didn't want to include this in the question because it's too definitive. Because I, I want to leave this question open-ended because obviously it's very hard to pin down an answer. But like a, a, a controversy that results in someone having to leave the company is, is what I'm thinking of the ball, you know, ballpark. Hmm. It's tricky because I think there's only like a few people... Does it have to be someone who's still man. actively employed to WWE, or can it be? No, so it, no, that's that's why I didn't want to include okay. the firing part because it, it doesn't have to be someone still there. But a question that gets people asked, a, a, a scandal that gets people asking questions, yeah. maybe maybe causes them to have to issue a statement saying, "Oh, well, this person isn't here, but we take it all very serious." You know, I think I think for sure, yeah, I think Kevin Nash will have put his hand in someone else's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm actually going to say no on this. Um, 
because, based on 2017, I would say yes. I know. Mm. I, that, that's why. I, that's why I included the question. But yeah. it's just they've kind of they've, they've alluded being held accountable for this kind of stuff for so long, including. I mean, they they've been to court over it in the past. I mean, you mm. know, um, and nothing's ever been done. So I think I think they will quietly skate by um, on this one. Um, so yeah. Uh, that, and yeah. for the record, like I said, the reason I specified mainstream, this isn't to say I don't think it happens. Uh, and I'm sure there will probably be more rumor and scuttlebutt and, and, and things like that. But I, I don't know that it, it'll ever break through the wrestling bubble and, and permeate the real world. So, yeah. I'm, I'm also going to say no, just because in entertainment at large, you've got you know thousands of different actors, directors, etc. Wrestling is quite a small bubble, so I think it's less likely that one of the few people who was really, you know, doubtlessly there's people who have been, you know, sexually harassing women in WWE, don't doubt that for a second, from the very top down to the very bottom. Oh, yeah. But there's less, there's less of them, so it's probably harder, mm, probably less likely. So I'll, I'll go no. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it's just... Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to imagine, just because of all, all of all we've seen over the years. It's hard to imagine them getting through. But but yeah, um, I I don't doubt for a second there are stories out there though. I mean that's that's for certain. But anyway, so those are our predictions for 2018. We will revisit this in a year's time, and uh, who knows what wrestling will even be in a year's time. But we will uh, we'll be back to discuss it. So so yeah. So we can uh, jump into emails here, I reckon. Uh-huh. Um, uh, got a few different things to talk about. Michael, uh, frequent friend of the show, says, has Meltzer earned Galaxy Brain status? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. What, he's, what's, he's, what's bigger he's, than a Galaxy Brain? Uh, like. One of those images where it's like some kind of deity with with a galaxy overflowing out of his head. That's 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 the big Dave man right now. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we might talk about that more in a second. But anyway, I uh, got another mail here. Thanks, Mike, for your email. Uh, got an email here from Scott. He says, "I have a couple of quick of the year awards for you. Feud of the year." Leo Rush versus Common Decency, uh, also known as the Leo versus Social Media Awards, uh, or maybe Will Ospreay versus every other indie wrestler he thinks rips off his moves. That's a good one. Uh, gimmick of the year has to be the list of Jericho. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Actually, I don't think we, I don't think we did that. Did we do gimmick of the year last year? Uh, I don't think so. We did. We had gimmick of the year. I, I had um, Sami Zayn heal Sami Zayn or something. Oh, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah. But I, I, that's actually that's a good shout by by Was Scott, the list of Jericho this year? Or did he have it late last year though? No, it was both. He had it late last year, but they the the festival of friendship was okay. this year, at uh, twenty seventeen rather, not this year, twenty seventeen. Uh, yeah. Okay, I, mean, so I, I guess said, it doesn't matter if it's still the best gimmick of the year. Then yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter what year it originated. In. Uh, I would uh, Scott goes on to say, I'd say Alistair Black is a Satanist, but that's a shoot. Uh, that's true. Although you know the best, the best gimmicks are taken from real life, um, uh, like Nick Gage. Um, so 
he goes on here to say, uh, I agree with you that the net, that the Punisher was fantastic, and I love how it's set up for a second series uh, and who the villain will be. Have you watched Dark? It is possibly the best music for setting the scene I've uh, had seen in a show. Uh, best description I've heard is it's Stranger Things for adults. And as I told a friend, I'm confused. It's weird. I only have ha- I only know half of what's going on, and I can't wait to watch the next episode. Have a good week, Scott. I haven't watched Dark yet, but I've heard great things. Um, I think I might watch that, yeah, because I think most most kind of series I'm watching at the moment I'm watching with Kira, but I might jump into Dark on my own because that that sounds like my cup of tea. You you you've hooked me quite well with that. Uh, so yeah, I guess I'll report back on uh, on Dark. Uh, those are all my mails for now, lads. If you want to get moving, uh, I've got one open. My only email from Scott McAvoy. He says, "Subject: How to enjoy wrestling once again." Good evening, Joe. You mentioned last week how little wrestling you've watched this year, and I can really sympathise. Since I cancelled my cable subscription four years ago, I haven't seen an episode of Raw or SmackDown, and only watched the pay-per-view. Now, I'm surprised at not only how much I don't miss the weekly shows, but how much more I enjoy the actual wrestling now that I only watch the pay-per-view shows. At one point in time, I used to watch Raw, Nitro, SmackDown, Thunder, and three pay-per-views a month. Now the idea of watching that much wrestling makes me want to drink arsenic. Although now that I think about it, the fact that I've cut my wrestling viewing down to 13 events a year, increasing my enjoyment of the event, might mean that if I cut back to three shows a year like you, I might enjoy it even more. Um, <clears throat> I think you're right, Scott. I might try and watch most of the pay-per-views this year, or at least the kind of the big, the big four shows, then a few more. The thing is, then I have to give Vince Jr. £120 a year to, to just watch the one show a month. Um, which I don't want to do. No, but you, like you said, you you can also watch this week in WWE. Um, no, <laughs> we'll not do that. <laughs> do want to do that um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm going to subscribe soon to watch the Rumble and catch up on some 2017 stuff that I missed. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, he also goes on to say, looking back on the Premier League season so far, what do you think? is the most significant move that team has made? Was it a new coach, specific trade, or even letting someone go who wasn't pulling their weight on the team? Uh, thanks for that, Scott. In terms of moves, I don't know. I think Man City's signings were pretty important because they enabled Pep to play the way he, he really wants to play. Yeah. So, you know, last season was probably a big disappointment for him, but he, he maybe didn't have the team set up in the right way. Um, so the signings they made with a fullback, spending a lot of money on, on the fullbacks. Goalie. Uh, the, yeah, the new goalkeeper. And who did they, did they sign? Um, Bernardo Silva, they signed. Did they sign Leroy no, Sane? Sane was there last Sane. year. Yeah. See that last year? Okay. Yeah, those those key few signings have enabled him to play the way he wants to, and you can, you can see the results. I think that's probably the biggest... Uh, biggest move this season. Outside of that, I mean, no one else has really changed that much. Like, United are doing slightly better, but nothing drastic. All the other teams have been in similar positions. Spurs didn't really make any big moves. I think their biggest move was hanging on to Kane and, and Ali. Yeah. Um, Arsenal have done fuck all as usual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously, West Ham getting Moisey in was, was important. Um, yeah, other than that, it would, be, it would be Pep's signings. And that's all my emails. Okay. Um, I would agree with that. I think uh, probably, probably the goalkeeper, I think, is underrated mm. in terms of cities. 
Ascension this year because they had mm. Heart for a long time. It was all right, I suppose. Uh, Bravo last year was a complete disaster. Um, Edison this year looks looks the business, although that tattoo he has on his neck is horrendous. Um, yeah. That match today was great, by the way. Did you get a chance to watch any of it? I didn't see it. I got to watch the highlights. Uh, it was, so it was after this. brilliant. We were screaming uh, <laughs> watching it. Um, anyway, um, I have a couple of emails as well. Um, first one is from Scott McAvoy, and it is Scott's prediction game. So <gasps> Scott McAvoy sent us also a list of predictions last year in tandem with Barry's ones. Uh, and he outlines them here. Now, I want you guys to maybe, if you could guess, um, which, uh, what was your, what was your prediction from the previous week we can, or the previous year? Excuse me. We'll see how you guys can get on. Um, so question one, which tag team will end the year with a tag team title? Oh God, I have no idea. I, uh, I predicted the new day, which is incorrect. Mm. Any idea? Uh, did I say the shield? Barry said the uh, revival. Oh God, I'm so wrong. Also incorrect. And Joe? Did I say American Alpha? Correct. Oh, God. American Alpha, which is also also uh, incorrect. <laughs> I have so, a prediction. So no points there, unfortunately. Um, question two: Will Triple H win a title in 2017? Um, I think I would have said no. All three of us said no, so we got okay. one point each there. Yay! Um, question three: Will someone who is on NXT at the end of 2016 win a world title? So, would somebody, essentially, who on 31st of December 2016, would they win a world title in 2017? I don't think anybody did. Um, uh, did I say no? Uh, Barry said yes. Oh, shit. Uh, did I say no? Joe said no. Now, this is where S- Scott provides scoring for each answer, okay? This is where it starts to go a bit weird. It says, Paul, no, zero points. Barry, yes. Zero points. Joe, no. One point. Yes. So I've, I've, I've gone by Scott's predictions here. <laughs> Not his scores necessarily. And I've rescored based on the information he gave to me. Um, I don't think that anyone from NXT did win a world title, as long as I'm aware. Uh, or yeah. as far as I'm aware. Uh, next question. Will a women's title match main event an actual pay-per-view in 2017? Um, I said no. I think I said yes. Joe said. I think I said yes as well. Joe said no, and Barry oh, said yes. Now here's yes. A, I'm the most woke. Barry is the most woke, but you know this is the thing. Scott gives me and Joe no points, but Barry one point. But I don't think that there was a women's title main event in 2017. The the Hell in Cell one was in 2016, right? The, oh, was it? Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, because Hell in Cell this year was Sami Zayn against Shane McMahon or Kevin Owens uh, against Shane McMahon. Uh, was there? A, I I can't remember. Okay. That money in the bank wasn't the main event. Let me go quickly to Wikipedia here. Uh, yeah, double check that. Yeah, I think you might be right, but I I can't remember. PPV twenty seventeen. 
Okay, jump to 2017. Uh, okay, I have them here. Royal Rumble, Rumble match. Elimination Chamber, John Cena, Styles, Miz, Wyatt, Ambrose, Corbin. Fastlane, Kevin Owens, Goldberg. WrestleMania, Undertaker, Roman Reigns. Payback, Roman Reigns, Strowman. Orton, Jinder Mahal. Roman Reigns, Rollins, Balor, Wyatt, and Joe. Styles, Nakamura, Zane, Ziggler, Corbin, Owens was Money in the Bank. Lesnar, Samoa, Joe. Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton. Lesnar, Reigns, Joe, and Strowman. Lesnar, Strowman. Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens was Hell in Cell. Kurt Angle, Ambrose, and The Shield against Miz, Strowman, Kane, Cesaro, and Sheamus. Survivor Series was Raw and SmackDown, and Clash Champions was Styles Mahal. Uh, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair was Hell in Cell 2016. So, as far as I can hear, or see here, Joe and myself are correct, and Barry is wrong. Now, that might be that the question is not being phrased right on my end here, but... Will a women's title match main event an actual PBV? Paul, no. Barry, yes. Joe, no. So I give Joe and myself a point and Barry no points. <laughs> uh, will any of the 16 UK tourney guys sign full time? Now. Mm. Uh, they, they didn't. They didn't. So, yeah. Well, Scott says all three said yes. One point each. Oh no! Who's who's no? None of them are on the road or with WWE for no, on full time. They, they, they kind of come and go, don't they? I mean, we've we've yeah. we have we have Pete done at OTT in less than a month, and Tyler yeah. Bate. Hmm. Um, so give us no points there. Which wrestler will walk away from WWE for the Indies? I predicted uh, Cesaro. <laughs> yeah, uh, Neville. That's why I predicted. Uh, Joe predicted. No, I didn't really. Joe predicted Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And Barry went for Dolph Ziggler. Oh. So none of them are correct, unfortunately. Um, will any of the following wrestlers return to WWE? All three of you said no to Rey Mysterio, Cody Rhodes, Sammy Callahan, and Aaron Rex, which I think was um, Damien Sandow, right? So one point for each of those. Uh, however, to Wade Barrett, Barry and Joe said no. I said yes. Which is obviously mm. incorrect. Um, yeah. S- Scott gives us all no points, though. Um, so obviously, Barry and Joe, you get one point for that one, because you, mm. you were right. Uh, and the last question was, will Cena break Flair's title record? All of you said yes. Which, of course, did not yet happen. So, zero points. So, uh, Scott's final score. Paul, eight points. Joe, eight points. Barry, nine points. Ah, However, Barry. however, my scoring has, oh. a, has a different winner. Oh, oh, you go, oh, so you're going to judge your own oh, scoring over Scott, so, our dedicated so, fan of several years. I demand so, so dust, a recount. I demand a recount. Yeah, it's a dusty finish because the booker is putting the title on himself. Without the match, baby. I have Barry only on seven points. Joe. (laughs) Joe on eight points. Yeah! And your boy at Paul Griffin CSP. Only only seven. Yeah! So I, I have Joe winning by a point over Barry and myself. Um, 
Scott goes on and says, well done, lads. I have some predictions for you to guess on for this year, but I'll wait and see what Barry comes up with so I don't duplicate any of his questions. Uh, he says, we've seen the WWE put a lot of its talent in movies. And while my theory is that it's so the wrestlers can get into the Actors Guild insurance, uh, my question is, which of the talent that hasn't been in a movie do you think would be the most likely to succeed and in what role? I could see Mark Henry, who's retired now, by the way, apparently. Mm. Uh, Mark Henry being a bodyguard, think odd job, or Baron Corbin as a member of a biker gang. Have a great week, Scott. Um, which WWE wrestler could be could make it in the movies? Do you think? Because um, mm. with, with these, you kind of can go one way or the other. Someone like Braun Strowman, who can be in very, very specific kind of roles. Or yeah. someone yeah. like, you know, The Miz, who's a little bit more um, plain, let's say. A little bit more everyman that could kind of play those kind of roles. Um, uh, hmm. Jinder Mahal. Oh, God, no. In, in Bollywood. Oh, I thought you were going to say that he could be like... Arnold Schwarzenegger that he plays just overtly American people. No, definitely not. No, I think he'd go to Bollywood because he's big. He's got the big muscles. He could, you know. Yeah, I, I see that. Although he's yeah, he's, like, he's already proven I, he's I, I not like, a big Indian draw. I like mm, that. He, he didn't do any dancing or singing. That's the problem. Mm. That's what they like. I like the Braun Strowman pick, to be honest. I've uh, Googled, by the way. I just want to get some pictures to kind of jog my memory. I Googled WWE wrestler. Google image search, right? First result, Triple H. Oh, Hogan. Triple H. Then you have uh, third result, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, Hulk Hogan, Batista. Then a group shot with Undertaker front and center. Do you know who the second result is, though? Goat Dust. Benoit. Viscera. Oh, well, big, big, he's big, quite fat. Big Daddy V. Well, he's quite dead, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> quite dead. Quite dead. He's more dead than normal. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> um, I will <laughs> pause. Doctor Hibbert laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think the problem with WWE wrestlers is that a lot of them are kind of <laughs> unattractive oiks who <laughs> wouldn't be good for the movies. <laughs> with no personality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with no charisma. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think any of these would be good good actors, unfortunately. I think that's kind of one of the problems of wrestling. Is that right, all bad? Maybe, maybe porn, but not mainstream movies. You could get Roman Reigns in to do maybe a Jason Momoa twin or something, but that would be it. Uh, He'd be more a music like podcast. What? Or it's more like a stand-in, not an actual <laughs> actor. A body double. Yeah. Um. Maybe Kevin Owens could play kind of like one of Seth Rogen's schlubby stolen mates. No, aside from that, I don't really see too many who immediately kind of call to me um thanks for your email nevertheless scott we look forward to your predictions from uh for next week uh, i also have an email from stevie boy binkle uh thanks. he says uh 
now that Mark Wahlberg has donated the $1.5 million to charity that he negotiated for the reshoots, should Wahlberg still be vilified for what he did? Do you think he did anything wrong in the first place by negotiating the fee? I have no idea what this is in reference to. So I need to Google. Oh, I, I mean, I know about the story, but I don't know. It's not like Wahlberg insisted that he, that Michelle Williams didn't get any money. Yeah. I, he he took he got paid a million or one point five million. She got paid like thirty grand or something for the reshoots, which seems unfair. But I don't know that it's his fault. Yeah, I I didn't understand why the onus was on him to donate money. It's an industry problem and a studio problem. You know, I I don't I don't get it. Um, you know, I mean, if I, I'll be honest. I think he's gone above and beyond there. You know. It's not, it's not his fault that she got paid, you know, less. Yeah. Okay, there's your answer. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for your email, Stephen. That's all. Uh, that's all my emails. All right, is that all our? Is that our mails, Joe? Do you have mails? Uh, no, that was it. Joe already read out the mail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did. Uh, let me see here then. Uh, what else have we got? We got a bit of wrestling news we can chat about here uh, briefly. The biggest news of the week. Uh, Kind of, kind of out of nowhere, to be honest. Well, not out of nowhere, but I, I, I was surprised by it. Uh, it appears, it appears that the wrestling career of Paige um, has come to an end rather suddenly and rather surprisingly um, at the age of twenty-five. I knew she was on the injured list. I knew it was a. Um, I think it, it was perhaps more severe than people realized even before this announcement. She was kicked in the back by Sasha Banks on a house show and she went down and, um, uh, you know, couldn't get her legs from under her. So they stopped the match and she was escorted out. The video of it looks pretty nasty. It does look like Sasha Banks is kind of kicking her full force in the back, but, um, uh, not to any kind of unusual degree, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, or anything like that. But I think it just seems like Paige wasn't really ready for it. Hadn't properly braced for it. And so she got hurt but yeah pw insider reported this week that she's been told her situation is similar to that of edge which was a pretty uh pretty drastic diagnosis at the time um and she's told that she can't she um can't wrestle anymore uh so that hasn't been confirmed by wwe obviously this has been this was announced sort of in between tv shows so i don't know if they'll address this on raw or what but um yeah 25 years of age I, I forget she's so young, to be honest. Yeah. And I mean, so I think part of, of what maybe hurt her here was the fact that she's probably been wrestling since she was like 14. Mm. Um, so that's a lot That's a lot of uh, miles on the body. But um, really, really depressing story. I mean, when you consider coming back to WWE was very much the beginning of her getting things back on track and redeeming herself. She She's spoken pretty frankly since she came back about how low she felt uh, in her time away. Obviously, the relationship was not, you know, with, with Del Rio was not great. Her career prospects seemed like they were on, on the downswing. She had, you know, neck surgery. She obviously had the whole leaking uh, situation, which was very unfortunate. Uh, and, you know, getting separated, getting back to WWE, getting back on the on the right track, seemingly being, you know, clean bill of health. Um, yeah, very unfortunate. I, I don't really know what to say um, uh, about it. It's, it's, it's really a shame. 
Um, and, and who knows what's next for her. Like a lot of people, I would kind of hope that maybe she gets some kind of either, you know, uh, on screen authority figure or trainer or agent or something like that. Because uh, uh, I think it would be a shame for her to just be done with wrestling now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit like um, Corey Graves. Like, when did he. Okay, so four years ago, he, yeah, he would have been 29. So a little bit older, but. Yeah, I, I I forgot that he's he's so young because he um he kind of he just kind of strikes me as older. Plus, he was like he wasn't a well known indie person, but he was like his name was there. Pot- yeah, he was pottering around on the indies for like years. So you know, so I forget that he is also you know yeah as you mentioned twenty nine for his career to be over is like it was like crazy. Um, he I'm sure he's not happy about it, but he seems to at least have found a new role he's very good at. Um, uh, post in ring career, I think he's great on commentary. I think he's good on their little panel things. Uh, obviously, Nigel McGuinness has found that career path as well. I don't know if that's something I'd be interested in Paige in doing, but I think <sighs> it's probably worth trying because a lot of the female commentators they've tried have been pretty fucking terrible. I mean, like um, Renee Young wasn't great. I didn't think she was awful. She has joked about being awful. I don't think. She was that bad, but I didn't think she was good. Lita is just horrendous. I mean, every time they get Lita to try and do this, it's just awful. So uh, maybe maybe Paige will give it a go. I think they do. I think they do need in this in this modern era we're in. I think they do need a, a female commentator. I mean, I think they should have one. Um, I think she'd be a good heel commentator as well, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I, th- I think uh, I think the rest of Absolution very badly need her to still kind of either as a manager or whatever, but still be around because Mandy Rose and um, Sonia Deville on their own. Trouble. Yeah. That's going to go downhill very quickly. Um, yeah. Both, both, both of those trios are not doing anything for me at all. Um, no. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, I think her immediate future is probably going to be as a manager. Um, but it's weird because, I mean, do you think they'll do a, Daniel Bryan style segment with her this week, um, um, in ring retire, hmm. you know, possibly, yeah, maybe, um, maybe. yeah, but the um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anyone on this show was ever really a massive fan of Paige, but to give her a, a lot of credit, I think there are two massive unsung, maybe there there are three somewhat unsung heroes of the quote-unquote revolution. I hate using that term because of how WWE has worn it into the ground. But I think Paige and Emma and AJ Lee are um, the unsung kind of instigators of, mm. of what we now know as the women's division. And Stephanie uh, McMahon. Uh, Before. But yeah, she 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 was she's been blazing the trail since she's been blazing the trail since two thousand, brother, when she won that title. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. Um, so, and it's a developing story, obviously that has not been confirmed by WWE. And as we said, I think it's, it's very curious what's next for her, uh, with all that in mind. So we will, uh, we'll see. Uh, we mentioned some departures from the independent scene. Um, EC3, the former, uh, Derek Bateman, uh, one, I think, so no, multiple time TNA World Heavyweight Champion, mm. um, uh, Ethan Carter the Third. He and Chris Masters 
are both gone from TNA. Chris Masters, of course, was um, he was the manager or bodyguard or the second of Eli Drake, the world champion, which I'm fine with him being a manager in general, but I think he made Eli Drake look like a midget. Um, uh, and like Eli Drake does like this very unsubtle rock gimmick. Like he does two, he does 99, 2000 era, the rock, that's his promo style. And he's good at it. He's a good promo, but every time he does it with Chris Masters standing behind him, it's like that guy, that guy's bigger and scarier than you. And, and he looks like, I don't want to say he looks like more of a star. That's not true. But I, I just thought that pairing was odd every time I'd watch impact. But um, yeah. And EC3 is an interesting one. Cause I feel like he made his name with the gimmick of being Dixie Carter's nephew. And um, I'm very curious if he does return to WWE, does he bring that gimmick? I mean, does he bring that name? Well, it's not going to be the gimmick of mm. Dixie Carter's nephew. Well, no, but but like, do you think it, he'll come yeah. in as Ethan Carter? He'll come in, no. He should it, be, no, it'll be Derek Bateman again. He should be Ethan McMahon III. How about... That would yeah. be amazing. That's what we need, another McMahon. He can be Vince's long-lost nephew. <laughs> uh, I just imagined a Daniel Bryan, Derek Bateman reunion. It made me want to watch wrestling again. <sighs> so good. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe he'll come in as, as Derek Bateman, but he'll keep the rich boy gimmick. That Derek Bateman name is dreadful. It's a great name. It's not. Great. No, it's fairly. It's, it's fucking terrible, it's man. Someone, someone on. Um, Twitter was doing a, a thread of forgotten wrestlers, uh, you know, bit, bit players who've come and gone. And there's quite a few people from like mid to late 2000s WWE in there. One of them was Jackson Andrews. Oh, yeah, I remember him. And I was just like, God, remember, I know it, it became like a joke that was run into the ground, but remember some of the fucking names these people the, would have. The in FCW it. names, basically. Sorry. Yeah, the, the, the name generator websites and all that stuff. Like I said, the, the jokes were run into the ground, but they were terrible. Jackson Andrews, Derek Bateman. Remember when Big E was Big E Langston? Yeah. Um. Uh. Just yeah. Uh. Lucky Cannon. Lucky Cannon. Uh, yeah. Eric Escobar. <laughs> um. You know Byron Saxton is a commentator's name, but he tried to wrestle under that. Like that's such a jabroni name. Um. Anyway. Um. And uh, <laughs> and Derek Bateman is definitely in that list. Connor O'Brien. <laughs> Connor O'Brien works in IT. And he's kind of awkward if you ever try and talk to him. He's not a wrestler. No, he, he he's a baker. He's a rat. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, those those TNA oh, names man. are out. I have some here. Just but, I, I just googled uh, FCW roster. Um, <laughs> Jason Mullen. I think he works in a in Tower Records, doesn't he? In town. Um, <laughs> Russell Walker, Book Dixon. These these are like these are like straight to DVD action movie hero names. Buddy Stretcher. Come on. Yeah. So uh, while those folks Allen. are over him. While those folks are out of TNA, uh, one Mister Austin Aries is back in. Yeah. Um, which really just feels like such a, you know. I didn't like the other play. I mean, like it's hard. It's hard to take TNA seriously when it really does feel like people just go there 
when they can't quite hack it or they don't want to be in WWE. You know what I mean? Like he 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 fake retired five years ago when WWE turned him down. Then he went to TNA. Then the second WWE were interested, he went there, and that didn't work out. So he goes back to TNA. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Okay. Um. Hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to you. I, I agree. I think he's... He's... Um, he goes... Uh, how do you even put this? Oh. I, I guess he just goes where he... He, he <laughs> thinks he'll be happy only to be disappointed every time. Like, he, how long will he... Do you think he'll be still be in TNA six months' time? Mm. Probably not. You know? I don't, I, he, might, he might have commitment issues. Let's say that. I think he's hard to please. Uh, you notice that they spoil for anyone who watches pop TV. He, he Brian, he won the world title already. Like he must have kind of had them by the balls and said, you know, uh, come here, yeah. give me the world title right away, or you just can f off. So yeah. So congrats to new champions uh, Austin Aries and Josh Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. Never I think we're it. beyond the point of anyone caring about TNA spoilers. But yeah. I love when TNA spoilers come out every four months. <laughs> and I'm reminded that, that TNA is still a thing. Because it, it, yeah. oh, it's so on the periphery of my mind that TNA still exists. It's not even, so, so it's they, not even laugh at TNA anymore. It's, I forget about it. I forget it's a thing. So, you know, they, um, they have... It's not a full-on new regime, but they have new management again, as oh. of this taping. Who's, who's um, on the show this time? Mr. John Callis. All right. He, oh, yeah, you know who that is? yeah, it's Cyrus and Scott Demore. Cyrus, right? yeah. So, yeah. So, it's, so I so the, I didn't realize this was happening until someone at... Uh, it was actually Ishimori from NOAH. He posted a picture of the tapings. Oh, I thought you were going to say someone told you. Like, yeah, Ishimori is my source on the no. side. No, yeah, yeah. Me and Taiji Ishimori have chats all the time. <laughs> like, I love your 450, pal. Give me the scoop. He tells you about all the all the diddling going on in OTT as well, doesn't he? Yeah, and 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 like, I'm like, mate, I don't speak Japanese. I failed this class in college. I, um, but no, he posted on on Twitter. Um, they're back to four sides on the ring. Um, yeah, again. And then someone said, "Oh, new regime," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and it's not—it's not—it's not a full-on new regime. It's Scott Demore is still there, kind of calling the shots. He's been there forever. It's still Anthem, you know. It's—it's it's all that. Really, the only change is they brought in Don Callis, and he is in some kind of high-level executive. Um, he—he he is calling the shots, but he is the only new person. And I guess he made the call to—to to bin that ring. Um, yeah. The other thing as well, the interesting thing about the ring was they had a Twitch. Um, logo on the uh, on the apron skirts, yeah. Um, and they they made use of this. I'm not sure if it if it aired this week or it's going to air shortly. But they for the first thing they're doing is they're airing a barbed wire massacre match um, on Twitch because they claim that they could not air it on Pop TV. They were not allowed to air it on Pop TV. Do you think that's uh, uh, a shoot, brother, or is that like a, a Twitch thing that? Um, I, th- you know what I, you know what I think, hmm, 
I don't know. It's very convenient that they that they do that because they said they, they're going to be doing other stuff with Twitch. So maybe they just maybe they're just using that to get some buzz. But I I don't have a problem believing that that Pop didn't want them to do a, a barbed wire. But like, uh, what what did they just cut it out of the airing then? And or, or did they have I, I, a ten uh, minute yeah. just on the on the screen? Go to Twitch, watch on Twitch. I I I, I don't know. Why I did why know. did they just not put it on their YouTube then? In that case, you know, why was it a Twitch thing specifically? It must be some kind of partnership. Yeah, I don't know. That's that. You know, but, Reminds, you know, lo- remind me of that time. Um, they did the fire angle. Jeff Hardy and James Storm. Remember, he shot the fireball in Jeff Hardy's face, and they didn't yeah. show it on TV. Mm. There was Spike though. Didn't show it. So yeah, it's yeah, the, the the laws are weird in the states. Uh, there was also they, there was also the 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 first barbed wire match they did was on a pay-per-view that was taped on the road and whatever state they were in would not allow them to use barbed wire um in a wrestling match you know the athletic the local athletic commission so they had to tape that match at the impact zone and air it on a tape delay on the pay-per-view um i don't think that was the first one but it might have been one of them yeah that was the first one with sabu yeah no Um, this was because that that pay-per-view was turn point 2005 and that was all in the impact zone so it wasn't on the road. Oh no! Okay, well maybe it wasn't the first one. Then there was definitely one where they had to do it um, on tape delay for for that reason. But I can't remember which one it was. Um, so anyway, um, so yeah, that's that's impact. More changes, more names in, more names out. Um, you know, I don't think any of us really watch anymore. But just interesting. Uh, some names that are likely to start in WWE. Obviously, be- believe it when they show up there. But uh, Ricochet and War Machine uh, said their farewells at their respective home promotions this weekend. Um, I think the Ricochet one is obviously long overdue. Um, I think he would have been gone a long time ago if not for the Lucha Underground uh, commitments. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that kind of riled people up about Lucha Underground is, is tying people up in knots contractually. But he's free now. Uh, by the way, I'm, very, I'm grumpy at Lucha Underground. Why are you um, grumpy for? Uh, because they scheduled the taping for the same weekend as 16 Carat, which means... Uh, I'm, not and see, Phoenix. I'm not getting to see my boy Phoenix. And who I, you know, I saw him, but as we discussed on this show, I would have rather seen him in a proper match. Did you hear, by the way, Cody said on Twitter that he, he thought that that match sucked and that he knocked yes. um, Flip out like five minutes into the match? CSP vindicated. So we were right. But he also said he liked the promotion and the fans. So that was good. Ah, thanks, Cody. Thanks, Cody. You're you're all right. You're all right. Um, Cody's my source, weirdly enough. (laughs) He's the one who fed the information to you on that that review show. Bury the match. Well, I I negotiated the CM Punk contract for the All In show. (laughs) Um... But yeah, so so no Phoenix and no Penta El Cerro Medo. <laughs> Good try. Yeah, who <laughs> I have yet to see live at all, so yeah. I'm very disappointed. They'll get um, they'll get them for one of the OTT shows eventually. Yeah, probably not going to go to OTT though. Um, oh yeah, that's true. You can go to um, CCW then. How about that? <laughs> oh yeah, so I, I could watch Penta versus Bram D- down in Cork. Go on. Yeah. And and I'd have to go to Cork. Imagine, imagine, <laughs> like 
Here's here's all the fun of OTT except Bram is there and it's in Cork. I.e., it's no fun at all. Um, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have to go. That's me. harsh. I hear those shows are fun. I hear those shows are fun. Please, uh, no one at me or be mean about me on the internet because I said that. I will have to go see Penta without you then, and I'll I'll say to him that Barry Murphy in spirit is here, but not in person. And also, I'll give I'll put in a word in to get Ishimori into OTT as well, <laughs> so we can meet in person. Yeah, um, you can get you. Yeah, scoops. so so uh, uh, Ricochet and, and War Machine. War Machine, I I think they'd be great in WWE. Yeah, um, I never got to see them in OTT. Unfortunately, War Machine. The time they were over was the one show I didn't go to in like whatever the five months. Oh well, yeah. That match was great, and their Kings of the North match was great as well. I didn't yeah. see either of those, unfortunately. So. Uh, yeah, and the last bit of news here oh. is oh, after getting me mad. This one, the after you know a twenty-five year or whatever it's been career, Chris Jericho finally earned himself a five-star rating from the Wrestling Observer for his match with Kenny Omega. Yeah, why does that make you mad, Paul? Because it was the match wasn't that good. Oh, and that wasn't even the worst thing Dave Meltzer did last week. Believe that. I know he, he had a long week. Yeah, he had a <laughs> he had a six star six day work week. Oh, God, five star! I knew it. I knew he'd give five stars. I said it last week. Sick, sick, and so it is. It's just because Omega was in it. That's why you give him five stars because he's in Japan. Oh, I th- like, I think you said, like, I actually found out about it when you had tweeted in the week. Oh, here we go. Or oh, that's a, the people complaining are going to be, you know, unavoidable and annoying. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shite. He gave a five. Fucking hell. And I know I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to be one of those people. But I have to be because he, he gave a five stars. I mean, it's the equivalent of giving Thor two a nine out of ten. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. And I know that sometimes my movie ratings might seem high, might seem <laughs> literally meh. high. Like, ooh, I'm high. Am I right? <laughs> like smoking the weed. I give, uh, I give uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi four ooh, I... out of twenty. Ooh, shit. Um, but that, that's 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 fucking ridiculous. I, and I'm not, I'm not a WWE WWE fanboy. I'm not a New Japan hater. But uh, I've seen I've seen like ten matches in the last couple of years in WWE. They're all better than that Jericho Omega match, and they didn't get five stars. That should be weird, isn't it? Isn't it a bit strange? How Dave Meltzer's friend gets the five stars and the other ones don't? Weird. Anyway. Uh, just confirms that uh, Dave Meltzer is not to be taken seriously because he has new scoops and his opinions are mad. And that's my hot, spicy take on... Uh, <laughs> you say Vince McMahon is out of touch. Give Dave Meltzer a try. How about that? Oh, <laughs> uh, well... Uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Lots of news in the in in the wrestling world. I mean, uh, some more Joe. But just before you, just before I, I finish my rant, 
we say that this podcast is inside free wrestling banter. Give Wrestling Observer Radio the odd listen. Oh, Ooh. that's a shoot, brother. They've stolen our gimmick. Hmm? Well, that's not true, Paul, because let me tell you, Brian Alvarez was watching some Raw from 1997. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the way things were done. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so I was going to say there as well, before we move on to the news and the end of the show, Samoa Joe also out with a, an injury at the moment. So uh, the mixed match challenge, which is coming up soon, uh, Bailey's partner will be Elias. Um, okay. So yeah, that's that's the last bit of news. There. I think you but, summed it up best with the whole thing that it just feels like a weird TNA strange bedfellows pay per view, which is absolutely yeah. Crazy. And yet, and yet, people are weirdly excited for it. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't really get it either. I'm not sure. I'm sure it'll be mildly amusing in some capacity. I'm sure. But anyway, uh, we'll talk about that whenever it airs. I don't even know when that is. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. We'll be back next week. With a follow-up on the paid situation, some more movie golf news, uh, wrestling news, game golf, life golf, all that other stuff that you've come to expect from the show. Chairshoppodcast.com if you want to send us an email with any thoughts on anything we discussed this week or any new subjects or anything we didn't cover. Just feel free to pop us a mail on any subject at all that you want to discuss, and uh, we'll, we'll be sure to read it out. So, uh, until next week, folks, it's going to be goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It's going to be goodbye from Paul Griffin. Goodbye. Not to you, Dave and Meltzer. It's goodbye from Joe Towner. Goodbye, everybody. Except Dave Nelson. <laughs>